This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Do you want to set your child up for success? IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each unique child. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And Full Body Chills listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fullbodychills. Visit IXL.com slash fullbodychills to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hi, listeners. I'm Samantha Ware, and I have a story I want to tell you. A story about a mother's ignored warnings and a teenager's irreversible choice. So, gather round and listen close. Why do parents have to be so crazy? Half the time, they expect you to be an adult. But then the other half, they're upset when you don't follow orders. Like, I'm not a child anymore. I got into another fight with my mom. It was about college this time. I wanted to go far, and she wanted to keep me right here in boring Cops Hill. Like, if you want me to be independent, then let me be independent. I can't blame her for wanting me to stay, though. I know she's been really lonely since my dad left, It's just that I'm so tired of constantly being told what to do all the time. This is the time in your life when you're supposed to start making decisions for yourself. But between teachers, parents, and anyone who thinks they have the slightest authority over you, I just... I need to get away from all of it. I grabbed the keys to my little red Fiat and stormed out of the door to the jumps to go see my friends. As I stomped down the steps of our shack of a house, my mom calls out to me. Come back when you learn how to speak to your mother. I open my car door. I give her the sour glare. Oh, I'm never coming back. I slam the door, start the engine, and speed off. In my city, there's close to nothing to do. That's what you get from middle of nowhere, New Hampshire. So, most of the time, friends from all over get together and meet up at the jumps. It's a place where anyone is welcome. There's just one thing you need to do. Bring a case of beer. It's kind of far back into the woods so no cops can find it, surrounded by a lake and these giant boulders. Well, I doubt you can call it much of a lake. It's mostly where the Copper Creek River is at its widest. It's called the Jumps because there's this urban legend that this kid, way back when, that went to our high school, climbed all the way up one of those boulders and jumped into the river, but never came back up. I think the parents in this town just made that story up to keep kids from jumping. I don't know, though. I just don't buy it. Nobody would be stupid enough to jump off one of those boulders into the river. It's a pretty big jump to land in water you don't know how deep it is. Then again, the sole reason people go to the jumps is to, well, get drunk. So, 
I don't know, maybe some jackass was drunk enough to do it. I take a sharp ride down Washington Road and speed to the bottom, where the trek to the jumps begins. As I said, it's pretty far back in the woods, so nobody can really find it. Since it was starting to get dark and clearly I was a little rattled from the argument with my mom, I asked my friend Mark to meet me and walk the path with me. I'm not afraid of the dark or anything, but I just always had this weird feeling in the pit of my stomach walking there alone. Although it's a little foggy, I can see Mark at the bottom, wearing ripped black jeans, a Smith's band t-shirt, and chucks. Mark smiles at me and waves. Hey, I really didn't think you were going to come, he says. I turn off the engine and grab the beer in the backseat of my car. Yeah? Well, I had a change of heart, I say. Mark and I begin walking through the woods and we both just walk in silence for a bit. The chirping of the crickets was getting louder and louder, it seemed like. It was the first muggy night in a while here in Cobbs Hill. So muggy. I felt like I could literally peel a layer of sweat off my face. As Mark swats mosquitoes out the way, he finally breaks the silence. So, how was everything lately with your mom? You guys good? He asks. I sigh. Really? Have I really turned into that girl? The girl that people feel like they need to check up on because there's probably something wrong? I keep my eyes fixed on moving the prickle branches. Yeah, it's fine. We're fine. Just a little fight about college. Mark scoffs and smiles. Well, that makes two of us then, he says, rolling his eyes. It gave me some comfort knowing I wasn't the only one having this, what seemed like, never-ending battle with my mom. I gave Mark a half-hearted smile. Several hollers and cheers welcome us as we approach the top. Finally, we had arrived at the jumps. There's something weirdly nostalgic about the jumps. It's kind of hard to explain, though. It's like you have all your friends there laughing, having a good time, and you can feel the warmth of the fire hit your face as everyone's just at peace. There's music playing from someone's busted speaker and people running into the river with all their clothes on just to feel a little bit alive again. This year, especially, the jumps is really important because soon we won't be here anymore. There will be the next wave of high schoolers that take over and we will just be a distant memory. They always say you don't know the good times till they're past, but I know. I know these are the good times. I look over at Carrie, who's barely able to stand. Even though she's an absolute mess, she still looks amazing. Tall, blonde, and full of life. Carrie had a welcoming presence to her, no matter who you were, where you came from, or what you look like. She was always going to make you feel like you've been friends with us forever. She slurs her words as she approaches. I'm so glad that you came. Come, I saved you a seat. She hands me the bottle of vodka she's been working on all night. Here, drink up. We're going to have fun tonight. Mark shakes his head at Carrie. We follow her to the fire pit. One drink, two drinks, three drinks, and yeah, four drinks. My head was officially starting to spin. See, I'm not a really big drinker. I know that might sound lame, but it just makes me a little nervous. I don't like feeling like I'm not in control of my body. My dad was a big drinker, and when he drank, he sucked. In other words, he was completely out of control. I hated it. 
Tonight, though, I guess I threw all of that out the window because before I knew it, I was hammered. All of a sudden, my whole life was spilling out of me like word vomit, as they say. My parents suck. Everyone around the bonfire laughs. Gavin, this kid I know from bio, raises his beer and says, I think we can all drink to that. We all take a sip, shot, puff, or whatever our hearts desire. I give it my best shot to stand up and manage to finally get up even though I'm a bit wobbly. No, really though. This is where my little performance starts. Aren't you guys so sick and tired of people telling us what to do? Some are laughing at how completely drunk I am, and some are probably paying a little too much attention to me. They say that we're grown-ups, right? That we need to start taking more responsibility, being more mature, actually getting our shit together. They are sending us off to college, but we still have a damn curfew? It's bullshit. I take another swig. And those boulders? That got everyone's attention for sure. Now, all eyes were on me. Some mom made up a stupid story that a dumb kid jumped off those rocks and was never to be found again. We all know that's not true, right? There were whispers scattered by everyone around the bonfire. Where was she going with this? They probably thought. Someone made up that story just so that there's another thing parents can tell us that we can and cannot do. So, you know what? I take a pause and glance back at the rocks behind me. I'm jumping. My heart sank to my stomach and a wave of sweat hit my face. Oh God, did I really just say that? At this point, everyone is chanting for me. Mark grabs my arm. No, you're not jumping, Mag. You have no idea how deep the water is. I look at him and he can tell I'm regretting my words. You don't have to do this to prove some point or whatever. I nudge my arm away from him and take off my sneakers. Oh, what? Now you're going to lecture me? I look back at everyone cheering me on, but the blank faces on Carrie and Mark unsettle me. I need to do this and I need to do it quickly. Somehow, despite how much alcohol I've had, I'm able to climb to the top of the boulder. Honestly, being up this high definitely sobered me up a bit, which has its obvious pros and cons. Pro being I am more aware of where I am jumping and con being I am more aware of the fact that I am actually jumping. I make a huge mistake by looking down. Jesus, okay, that's a far jump. I snap my head back. Don't you look down, are you crazy? One kid screams. Just go! Another exclaims. I look down once more. I realize I'm wearing one of my favorite t-shirts. It's a big white oversized band t-shirt. It's really cool. It's got the little rips in it that makes it look all grunge. It's my dad's, actually. Ugh! I snap my head back up again. Stop! If you're going to do this, just do it. No stalling. I'm not afraid of falling. I'm just afraid of landing. But since my landing is water, how bad could it be? Okay. One, two, three. And before I knew it, I'm falling. And just like that, it was over. I popped my head back up above the water and threw my hands in the air. 
I let out a huge victory scream and cheered for myself just like everyone else was doing. I did it. I got out of the water soaking wet. I felt heavier considering I still had all my clothes on. I run over to Carrie and give her a huge hug. Jesus, Mag, she says. Don't scare me like that. But I mean, that was pretty cool. I give her a huge smile as I try and catch my breath from all the excitement. It might not have been the smartest thing in the world, but it was so much fun and I definitely got my point across. Or whatever. I turn around to find Mark standing directly behind me with his arms crossed. What the hell is wrong with you? He did not look happy at all. I hate being yelled at. My face turns red from embarrassment and I answer nervously. What? My voice shakes. Nothing happened. It's... He cuts me off. Yeah, nothing happened, thank God. But what were you thinking? Yeah, the story of the missing kid probably isn't true, but that doesn't mean that there aren't a million other reasons to not jump. Perfect. Just what I needed right now. Another lecture, and this time from one of my friends. I grab the blanket I had been sitting on all night and dry myself off. It's time for me to go home. Some of them beg me to stay. Most are too drunk to notice me leaving. Mark? Mark doesn't say anything. I walk through the woods and finally make it back to my car. What a crappy way to end such a fun night. I get in my car, start the engine, and make my way back to Cops Hill. I can't stop thinking about Mark and what he said. Mark and I don't fight. Maybe like once, but that's it. I felt bad. Maybe I shouldn't have jumped. I know everything turned out okay in the end, but it easily couldn't have. I keep reliving the jump and how exuberating the whole thing was. I'm about to reach the end of the road to turn onto my street when... I slam on the brakes and try and comprehend what's in front of me. It's just far enough away that I can only see an outline. Ugh! It's making this god-awful noise, though. It's distant and sounds almost like... crying? Is that a... No way. It can't be. I start to gently pull my foot on the brake, just to get a little closer. I move not even an inch forward and it runs back into the woods. I sit there in my seat and I swear my heart is pounding so hard I can hear it. That's... just ignore it. Just a few minutes more and I'm home. No need to freak. It was probably an animal. Didn't really look like an animal, though. And it's probably just some stupid drunk kid. Except it didn't exactly look human either. Why would someone run back into the- <laughs> Shit! What the hell? The person or thing is back. My car lights are just barely able to shine on their clothes. Wait. Shine? They look... What? Now, I'm not dumb. This is like horror movies 101. Don't call out to strange things in the woods, but... I really don't feel afraid. I turn off the car and step out slowly. I call out to whoever it is. Hey! Are you alright? I have to yell just to hear myself over the horrible crying. I don't get a response. It's a person, but something doesn't look right. I try yelling again. Are you hurt? Do you need a ride somewhere? 
I take a step closer and just like before, they dart into the trees. I can't keep doing this. I have to get home. I get back in my car and put the keys in the ignition. Nothing. You're kidding me. I slam my hands against the steering wheel. Of course my car chooses now to act up. Panic is starting to set in. I scramble around my car looking for my phone. I don't really know who I need to call, but I know I need someone's help. I call Carrie. No answer. I call Mark. No answer. I'm faced with harsh reality. I need to call my mom. I slowly dial her number. It rings once and clicks. Maggie? My mom shouts first thing, answering the phone. I pull the phone away. Why can't she just speak without yelling all the time? Mom, relax. I'm sorry, I'm coming home, but I think my car died or something. I need you to come meet me on- Oh, thank God you're okay. Her voice starts to get a little fuzzy. Mom, what? Of course, I'm fine. My car just- Mark called me crying hysterically and told- The call dies. What's she upset about now? And why would Mark call my mom crying? Was he actually that worked up about the jump? I sit there in silence. A weird feeling starts to build up in my stomach. All at once, I feel nauseous and cold. Miraculously, my car turns on. I jump from my seat startled, relieved, but still with this heavy feeling all over me. In front of my car, it is standing there. It's a girl? She's absolutely soaking wet. She is injured too. Her... Oh God. Her neck. She's holding up her horribly bent head, sobbing. I feel this headache growing. It's this hard and sudden pounding against my skull. I get out of my car. I feel like I can barely breathe. I turn to the sobbing girl. I want to help her. Please, please be okay. But she's not okay. I instantly notice her t-shirt, oversized and covered in little rips. It's my t-shirt. I walk up to her and an overwhelming sense of terror falls over me. I look myself in the eyes as I hear an ambulance come down Washington Road. To the jumps. This series was produced by Ashley Flowers and David Flowers. This episode was written by Claire Giannino and read by Samantha Ware. The story was modified slightly for audio retelling, but you can find the original in full on our website. Full Body Chills is an audio Chuck production. So, what do you think, Chuck? Do you approve? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is a highway. 
And on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.